the Public News Service Doe Newscast, February the 19th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. First to Tennessee, where almost half a million people won't be able to vote in any upcoming elections because of a past felony conviction. Our Danielle Smith reports one organization says the state's process to restore those rights is too complicated. More than 420,000 Tennesseans with felony convictions cannot vote, according to research from the Sentencing Project. Don Sluckabear with Think Tennessee says voting rights can be restored after a person completes their sentence, including any probation or parole. They must also pay off any related court costs and restitution and be current on child support. She adds, last summer, the process was updated to include additional steps. You have to also then either receive a pardon, which takes multiple years and multiple steps to complete, or petition a court to have your full rights of citizenship restored, which also takes multiple years um, and multiple steps. And then you have to complete a certificate of voting rights restoration. Think Tennessee is asking lawmakers to remove these extra hurdles. Tennessee is one of just eight states that require additional steps after sentence completion. Now from ABC News, the day after a New York judge fined him $355 million in the wake of a lengthy fraud trial, which he plans to appeal, former President Donald Trump spent his Saturday in two battleground states, Pennsylvania and in Michigan. They report Trump's first stop was at SneakerCon in Philadelphia. Trump said, sneakerheads, you're sneakerheads, right? Trump said in a short speech to an unusual crowd, that was divided between cheering for him and booing at him. And this week, a new task force will meet to advance the discussions about boosting teacher recruitment and retention in states like North Dakota. The panel was announced by Governor Doug Burgum last fall as stakeholders noted that, like other states, North Dakota continues to deal with an educator shortage. One of the task force members is Brett Doctor, an elementary school teacher from Harvey and the 2022 North Dakota Teacher of the Year. He says when starting his career, an opening for a job like his often attracted many candidates. But he says schools, especially in rural areas, aren't as lucky these days. Now we have jobs that we can either get one applicant for or we don't even get applicants for. And so I think we are looking for a way to promote this great profession that we have. He says it's a tall order because from his perspective, he still sees a lot of burnout amongst his colleagues related to the pandemic. The panel is required to submit recommendations later this year. I'm Mike Moen. Beyond better pay, the union leaders hope the task force looks at things like adequate staffing levels and less bureaucratic pathways to teachers becoming licensed. This is Public News Service. Now to Arizona, where lawmakers are hoping to make it easier for politicians to take legal action as the use of deep fakes increases during election campaigns. House Bill 2394 could pave the way for candidates and Arizonans at large to challenge digital impersonations if they can prove the material was produced without consent and with the intent to spread disinformation. Karthik Ramakrishnan is the founder and CEO of Armilla AI. He says more focus should be placed on regulating artificial intelligence models that campaigns are using to ensure that myths and disinformation don't fall through the cracks. Take existing laws and extend them to cover the downside risks of AI, which I think is very, very prudent, uh, rather than creating brand new laws in place. The Federal Communications Commission recently banned robocalls that use voices generated by AI. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. 
Meantime, voters, including 74% of Republicans and 87% of independents and 96% of Democrats, would support candidates in elections who prioritize conservation on public lands. That's according to Colorado College's latest Conservation in the West poll. Maite Arce with the Hispanic Access Foundation says the poll's spotlight on top concerns for Latino, Black, and Indigenous voters shows that clean water, clean air, wildlife, and public lands are not just environmental issues. They're integral to their health, mental health, jobs, local economies. These elements also play a pivotal role in preserving culture and heritage. Just 26% of voters surveyed want more public lands opened for fossil fuel extraction. A strong majority said issues such as declining fish and wildlife populations, habitat loss, dwindling and polluted water supplies, microplastics, uncontrollable wildfires, air pollution, loss of pollinators and natural spaces were extremely or very serious problems. I'm Eric Galatis. Finally, from our Catherine Corley, reintroduced federal legislation aims to preserve Maine's iconic working waterfronts that are still recovering from recent powerful storms. Strong winds and record high tides damaged thousands of businesses and historic buildings last month. Congresswoman Shelley Pingree says the bill would provide funding for improvement projects to protect fishing, boat building, and other jobs so vital to coastal towns. Congress must act to protect our working waterfronts and the more than 30,000 Mainers and 2.3 million Americans who rely on marine-related industries for their livelihoods. Pingree says the bill would create a working waterfronts task force at the Department of Commerce to prioritize prioritize funding needs for coastal communities as they grapple with the climate crisis. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. Member Endless is supported. Here's on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.